0: You're listening to Girls With Grafts, a burn community podcast created by Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors, a leading nonprofit dedicated to supporting the burn community. In this podcast, we'll talk with burn survivors, share resources to help with supporting and improving burn recovery, and discuss how to prevent burn injuries. Here are your hosts, burn survivors and Phoenix Society's marketing team, Amber Wilcox and Rachel Kudlak. Hello, and welcome back to Girls With Graphs. I am Rachel Kudlack. I'm one of the hosts You're of the podcast. With Oops. This A is book normally book Amber's book. job. And as you guys may know, Amber is not on the screen today. Um, if you've been listening to our podcast episodes so far this season, you may know Amber was pregnant and she recently had her baby. Um, so she is doing well, baby's healthy, mom's healthy, dad's doing well at home. Um, they're all at home resting up, enjoying some time together as a family. So we send our love and well wishes to Amber as she um, gets to enjoy the the time with the newborn. So um, today it's just me. Well, Just me as a host. I do have two lovely guests uh, on the podcast today. So, this is a live podcast recording. Um, We are on here live. We're on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. um, And we're talking all about Phoenix World Burn Congress 2023, which It's September 14th is coming up here in a few weeks. It's hard to believe that it's almost October. Um, I'm so, so, so excited. Um, So Phoenix World Congress will take place October 4th through 2nd or 4th through 7th, excuse me, 2023. Um, It's being held in the National Harbor, Maryland this year. So registration is open for just a little bit longer. Um, we have online registration open until September 25th. So if you are listening and you aren't registered yet, be sure to complete that registration as soon as possible so you can get all of the pre-conference you know, updates, announcements, information, all the good things. So if you're not registered, um, there's still time to sign up. So before I introduce today's guests, I do want to give a quick shout out to two of our Phoenix World burn Congress diamond partners. So we have the DC Firefighters Burn Foundation and MedStar Health. Uh, the DC Firefighters Burn Foundation is dedicated to assisting in the recovery and rehabilitation of injured firefighters and burn survivors, and MedStar Health is a healthcare system dedicated to caring for people in Maryland and Washington, DC. So they will both be at the conference. So if you are coming, um, you'll have time to meet them and interact with them. Um, They're doing so much work with with us behind the scenes gearing up for the event. So um, we're so excited to come to DC, to the National Harbor and have two great partners helping us um, gear up for it. So without further ado, Um, The two guests I have today are Phoenix Roburn Congress experts, extraordinaires, you know, the people you want to meet and see at the event. So first up, we have Gina Russo, who has been on the podcast before, so I'm sure she is a familiar face or, you know, voice if you're listening to the podcast. Um, So Gina was born and raised in Cranston, Rhode Island. She's a mother to two amazing sons and has worked at the local hospital for 32 years. In 2003, her and her fiancé attended a concert at the station nightclub in West West Warwick that turned into a deadly blaze, killing 100 people, including her fiancé. Gina survived the accident with third and fourth degree burns to 40% of her body, and she only learned about her fiancé's death after coming out of a medically induced coma 12 weeks later. In 2009, she self-published a book titled From the Ashes. It was written for a therapeutic reason, but wanted to share her story with others. She's proud to share that the book went up to sell over 3,500 copies and opened up a world of public speaking about living and surviving such a tragic event. Today, she's a Phoenix Soar peer supporter and loves giving back and helping new survivors navigate their new life and get back to living. She has been married to her husband, Stephen, for 15 years and loves her life as a burn survivor and what? It has opened up for her. She is grateful for the opportunity to meet so many amazing people and the opportunity to help help others. We also have Megan Tinney on the podcast today. Um, Megan Tinney is responsible for developing, managing, and planning Phoenix Warburn Congress. Um, As the program manager at Phoenix Society, she expands community outreach, engagement opportunities, and virtual offerings. She began her career as a physical therapist at Shriners Hospital for Children in Galveston after earning her doctorate in physical therapy. Megan was first introduced to Phoenix Society at the 2009 Phoenix Wilburn Congress before assisting with the conference the next year in Galveston. Since 2010, Megan has had many different roles at Phoenix Society, including um, the assistant to the event coordinator for Phoenix Wilburn Congress. In addition to her work with Phoenix Society, she has served as the manager of rehabilitation services at Shriners and has worked in a variety of healthcare settings. So, I'm bringing on Gina. So far, I know Megan's having a little um, technical difficulties. Um, she'll be on here in a quick moment. <laughs> Hi, well, good to, to be you. back. Yeah. Yes, Thanks so much, Gina. Sorry, you had to bear with me for a few minutes. Yeah. I have a lot to ramble off at the beginning <laughs> of the podcast. Um, so as I did mention, this is a live podcast, so if you are listening, we encourage you to drop your comments, questions, whatever it may be um, about Phoenix Wilbur and Congress in the comments below. Um, we have Linda on here. Um, she wanted to say hello to you, Gina. Hi, Linda. Hello, and Linda. And Howard's also on here saying hi hi. Um, so my hi people. Guys. yes <laughs> So if you either of you have questions or if anyone else listening, we encourage you to leave them here. you know that's why we have two at least well right now one of uh, <laughs> Phoenix, Rover and Congress uh, expert on here. So so Gina before we get started with questions, um, can you just maybe tell us a little bit about you know your experience working with Phoenix Society and the conference in general?
1: Sure. Um, my first time attending was in 2004, um, a year after my fire, so it was overwhelming. But I would say within a couple of hours, I I had my family, my people, and it it just kind of went from there. Um, for many years, I was there as an attendee, but in 2013, I believe it was the year, was their first time coming to Providence, Rhode Island, and I switched over to a volunteer. It was time I was ready to be uh, have a different role, um, and it's been an amazing experience. Being a peer supporter has really helped me in the first-timer capacity. Um, I'm not I don't even really remember how that started, actually, how I ended up doing that. Um, But Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, I did have a great co-partner. Unfortunately, he has passed away since. Um, So it's a little bittersweet. I'll be sitting there, you know, maybe I'll have a new guy with me. I don't know. But it's such an incredible opportunity for first timers, for us old timers to see each other, talk about what's been going on, um, and mostly
0: letting people know they're not
1: alone. And it's, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. It's a great program.
0: Awesome. And and we have Megan back here after a quick little internet interruption. <laughs> of course, it happens, you know, of course, when we're doing the live podcast, <laughs> internet goes down, it, it happens. <laughs> really, well, it's like thank you. perfect timing, right? Yes. <laughs> Well, thanks, Megan, for joining us as well. Um, so I just asked Gina and I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit more and how you got involved with specifically for you, Megan, the event itself? I know you were helping since 2009. So how did you first get involved?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a great question. There's a like a really long answer and I'll try yeah. to it short. Um So in 2009, I was invited to attend um, the World Burn Congress that was happening in New York City that year um, in kind of preparation or planning for the one that was gonna be in Galveston, Texas the following year. Um, At the time I was working at Shriners Hospitals for Children in Galveston and World Burn Congress was gonna be coming to our city in 2010. And at that time, you know, really partnering up with the Phoenix Society, same thing, partnering with the local burn, the local burn unit. um, I was um, asked to help kind of lead that charge with um, coordinating things on the ground and in the community um, alongside the Phoenix Society. So I went to World Burn Congress in New York City and holy cow, uh, immediate impact, met so many great people, um, overwhelmed. I think, I think that's safe to say for everybody, um, especially because I really wasn't, too familiar with the phoenix society or the work that was um that was happening and i wasn't familiar with this event and it's just unlike anything i'd ever been to as a physical therapist or anywhere else um and so i left new york and i was like this thing is amazing how can we you know what can i do to help make sure that it that Mm -hmm. this tradition kind of continues so um got the experience to do all the behind the scenes work and um, planning and prepor- in preparing for one um, in 2010 in Galveston. And um, since that time have stayed connected to the conference in one way or the other for the past. I'm not going to do the math, I think it might be 15 years. <laughs> um, so it, um, it's just, it's amazing to see. It's a conference unlike anything else. It's a gathering mm-hmm. like anything else. I've met some amazing people, um, lifelong friends um the work humbles me and it always is inspiring and kind of does that you know it fills your cup um it's your purpose and meaning and i can't emphasize that enough that um i'm really excited uh, for this year and for future years and i've been excited about past years so um,
0: yeah thanks for asking Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, I've been to two in-person World Burn Congresses. And um, so this year will be my third. I'm looking forward to it, but I can totally relate to that, like overwhelming feeling. And I had been to burn camps in the past. Like I had been around a big group of survivors. That wasn't necessarily like the new experience for me, but there's just something like magical or i don't even know how to explain it but just something so much different you know when you walk into like the hotel lobby and you just look around and you see burn survivors everywhere it's it's an amazing feeling i agree well i do want to pull up uh amber uh she is listening Ah. and joining the podcast so she says hello friends sorry i couldn't be there today baby and i say hello well, Amber, I hope you didn't see my little mishap when we first started, but I'm I'm, I'm getting there. Uh, but I'm looking forward to having you back on the podcast for sure. <laughs> well, and so Megan, you, you know, in 2009 when it was in New York City and, you know, it's been in so many different locations throughout the years and, you know, sessions may change and the schedule changes and obviously it's evolving how the conference is every single year. But Uh, what's one session and Gina, I want you to answer this too. What's one session that you, you always love to attend or, you know, what's that one part that you definitely don't want to miss at the event?
1: My first timers. I, I, yeah, it's my thing. Um, Sometimes I'm working so much. I don't get to go. If there's a reception for first timers, I don't quite get to attend, um, but that's going to change this year. I hope, I I think Um, it's, it is so powerful to see someone coming in that door for the first time and just looking at them and telling them it's okay. And so that truly is my moment. I mean, I've sat through open mics and they are overwhelming and the stories are, even you think yours is bad and you hear someone else's and you're like, okay, I'm good. Um, but for me,
2: it's first timers. And it's, it's, you know, it's I'm fortunate that they've allowed me to be a part of that. Well, we're grateful to you for that. I love As you know, from the planning perspective, I love like tapping the gene and be like, can you do this again this year? You're so amazing at it. So um, we're so grateful for you for doing that. Um, Gosh, I think it would be a tie for me, Rachel. It's a really good question. Um, I could like list four or five of them off the top of my head. Let me see, Mm -hmm. let me narrow it down. One is the talent show. I love the talent show. I think that's a huge opportunity for people to just have a really good time and witness the amazing talent that we have in the community. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's uplifting. Um, I think that's a super fun time. And that happens on Thursday evening this year. Mm -hmm. Um, The other kind of two that I have in the back of my head, um, one is the kickoff event on Wednesday Mm -hmm. evening. That's always a lot of fun because you get to see people that you haven't seen in a long time. Or if you're a first time attendee, you get really welcomed into this community and brought in with open arms. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, really powerful to see the community together like that. Um, 3 I'm just going to like name off the whole schedule, <laughs> um, three and four would be open mic. Open mic's definitely a can't mm-hmm. miss. I'm really excited too about our keynote speaker and our keynote panels. I mean, like I said, I could go on and on. Um, and then the walk of solidarity. Um, I think that's another can't miss um, favorite session of mine too, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. having that unity of the community, the power of the fire service um, support and, and the programming that happens is is always really cool to see. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's thing. I mean, open mic is hands down my favorite session. And I think uh, if I had to take a popularity, uh, you know, vote, everyone would say open <laughs> mic is a can't miss a uh, favorite event. Um, but yeah, there's so many awesome um, events happening this year. Uh, I can't remember, we may have done this uh, in 2019. Um, but I really love all the different learning sessions that we're having. Um, because yes, the keynotes are great and they're very powerful, you know, big ballroom, everyone's there sessions, but I also really enjoy having like a little smaller of a group and just having more of like a one-on-one interaction with the the presenter or speaker. So I'm really looking forward to those this year.
2: Yeah, we've got some really, really good sessions. Um, I'm really excited about them as well. Um, I've really enjoyed working with the program committee, um, over this past year Um, I think they've done a great job at suggesting topics and pulling speakers in that are really going to connect with the topic that they're presenting on in the community. There's some really good things. Um, The opportunity, I think it's worth mentioning here that, um, you know, we are going to be recording these sessions um, either beforehand or on the ground. So I know I was like one day I was looking at the schedule, like I don't know which one I would go to if I had to pick one. (laughs) Um, So the good news is, is that we are going to be recording them and showing them, um, we'll have them on the website in our resource uh, marketplace um, down, the, mm-hmm. down the line in the future, um, which is going to be really cool. So you can catch on a session that you maybe couldn't have caught at the time, or you can go a little deeper on a session that you may have attended. You can mm-hmm. watch it 20 times if you want. Um, I think it's just a really diverse um, group of categories and topics that um, hopefully everybody can, can connect with and find something for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gina, is there anything maybe in particular that you're, other than the first timers, maybe like a session or a speaker that you're really looking forward to this year?
1: Um, I've been trying to read up on who is speaking because I've always spent my time volunteering, so I don't usually get to see keynote speakers, but um, I don't think I have any one favorite. I am excited. I'm hoping I get to see one or two of them. (laughs) Um, But if not, that's good to know that I can go back and um, listen to them later Mm -hmm. because it's Mm -hmm you know, it gets busy. It gets busy. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to just being with our family and, and, you know, it, it's been a couple of years and then we, you know, a lot of stuff has changed and I'm excited about seeing our people and meeting new ones. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, yeah, I can't say I have a favorite yet.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, well, Aaron Vopati is coming. I'm really Mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing him. Um, He was on the podcast, I think, back in season one, maybe season two. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited to see him there. Um, But we do have the full schedule online. um, So if anyone is curious about who else is attending, be sure Mm -hmm. to check that out on the website. um, So you can see everyone who's in attendance. I'm really, I'm really excited. Um, yeah. So I do want to actually like backtrack a little. Maybe I jumped ahead and got into the schedule because I'm just really excited for it. But um, Gina, you didn't mention this and I know this, that you're helping with the first timers. Yes. Can you tell us, you know, for someone who's maybe even, okay, first timers, I guess it's a little self-explanatory, you're a first time attendee, mm-hmm. but can you just tell us what that means and, uh, you know, for the first timers, what what they can look forward to?
1: sure um so usually what happens is once they've registered at the registration desk um if they are a first timer they're directed over to our table and you know we just greet them um we ask if they're open to a hug because we are a big hugging community and i am assuming we're going to do the same thing with the the red hearts they'll get a red heart either on their badge or their wherever they would like us to put it and um we just welcome them. We tell them about uh, the upcoming events and really encourage them to reach out to other um, first timers, look around for them. And if they're overwhelmed, who to look for, um, you know, point out the volunteer shirts, make sure that they feel comfortable enough to come up to someone. Uh, We just want them to know that they're safe and, and so welcome and and to make sure that they get the same experience that I've had over the many years now. Um, mm-hmm. It's really what um, it's about. And just making them feel safe and welcome.
0: Yeah. And, and Megan, I know we're doing a new kind of program, not necessarily with the first timers, but it's our Phoenix World Burn Congress ambassadors. Mm-hmm. So I, these can kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit more about the ambassador program? Absolutely. Um, so I think it's worth saying that all of our
2: programming and ideas um, have come as a result from from the community. Like this this conference is really scheduled and programmed based on your feedback. Um, and so I, I say that because it's really important that you continue to give us your feedback. Um, and, you know, we'll be pitching, like doing the evaluations afterwards. But, um, you know, well one of the things that we heard loud and clear was that the people that were attending for the first time um, really had some anxiety about what to expect. Um, I completely understand. Um, weren't really sure what's happening. And kind of by the time they got into their groove, the conference was almost over. Um, and so you know, hearing that feedback and, and knowing how it can be very isolating when you see a lot of people that might know each other and you don't know anybody, Um, we really purposely developed a lot of programming um, to help encourage that connection between maybe a first time attendee and a veteran attendee. And that's what the foundation of the ambassador program is. Um, Think of it as an extension of peer support. So what we're doing is pairing um, people that have expressed interest in the program, both as a veteran attendee and as a first time attendee. And we're pairing people together so that a veteran attendee can serve almost like like a mentorship um, with somebody that might be attending the first time. And and the plan is for people to get connected ahead of the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can do that in whatever way feels right. Um, mm-hmm. Just chatting a little bit so that, um, you know, you can ask a lot of questions. I know we're gonna chat maybe later today about like what to pack or what should I bring or all that kind of stuff. So they can, you know, just have somebody that they can connect with ahead of time. And then on the ground, if they wanna meet up on the ground, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, We've seen it happen where um, you know, folks, it, it can get overwhelming, and um, they just need somebody to say, "Hey, you're in the right spot. You're okay. Let's go chat for a minute," or "Hey, let's go check out this session." So, just having a buddy on the ground um, that they've already connected with, and then after the conference, um, it's like we don't stop there. Uh, after the conference, <laughs> to, get to connect with people, you know, just checking in, seeing how things went. Um, how you doing since you came home? Um, I know that a lot of folks have expressed, you know, that. Uh, kind of that deflated balloon when they leave mm. um, and they're trying to more generate that, you know, like an energy and renewed spirit um, and so we want to stay in touch with people and make sure that they're doing okay um, cool. they go home. so it's a really cool program and I'm excited about it. Um, Sarah uh, Bird on our team is helping to develop and facilitate that program she's also heavily involved with our peer support program um, with SOAR and it's just, it's been really cool to kind of see this thing evolve so
0: awesome.
2: excited to see what happens on the ground i think yeah. i signed up for that i think <laughs> we'll I,
0: double check i think i signed up <laughs> yeah so it, it was um a question on the registration form it wasn't on right the day we launched so if you did sign up early you may have missed it but if you are listening and you're uh, you registered to attend mm-hmm. um and you want to get involved either as an ambassador or be connected with one just send us an email at info at phoenix society well phoenix um, we're we're going to keep that open for another week or so um, because I know Sarah wants to get those folks connected ahead of the conference. Um, so, yeah. And I, what I love about the, having both is, you know, we have this bigger group gathering with the first timers who all the first timers can meet and go. And then we also have a smaller connection with the ambassadors because some people thrive in a bigger group setting and some people thrive in a one-on-one setting or a two-on-one setting. So, um, I really love that we have both these different offerings this year.
2: Yeah. Rachel, you mentioned, I, I hadn't talked about the first time attendee, um, gathering that we're having. That is another new program this year. Um, again, based on feedback, based on what you guys are telling us that you need, it's, um, I kind of think of it as uh, you know WBC 101 um, or you know orientation. So on the first day on Wednesday at 4 p.m., you know we're inviting all the first-time attendees um, to gather together, and we will do some icebreakers and some orientation, and kind of get you settled in so you can have an understanding of the lay of the land um, and just get connected with one another. So
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: if you're a first-time attendee, please don't miss that session. Yeah. It's going to be really valuable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. For sure. Well, I do want to just remind our listeners too, this is a live podcast. So if you do have any questions, comments, or anything regarding Phoenix Warburn Congress, leave them in the comments below. We did get one question from someone named high cow or that's their username on youtube they said excuse my name um i'm curious which countries phoenix in congress is involved in so Ooh. megan you may know a little bit more than me but um i know obviously we have attendees from the united states i know we have some coming from canada new zealand um i i know we always have folks from there um i know you probably don't have the report up but do you know any other countries yeah. maybe that are coming yeah, there's
2: um, a group of folks coming from Nepal this year. Um, some attendees are coming from um, South Korea, um, England, um, a couple countries in the Middle East. So it's really a gathering of um, international survivors um, that mm-hmm. are able to attend. The actual um, our World Born Congress, we've primarily held it in locations within the US and Canada. But we do, we attract attendees from across the globe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's great too about you know DC um, is that it's so easy to, I shouldn't say so easy to get to, but easier to get to um, from an international perspective since mm-hmm. there are major airports in, I mean, it's our nation's capital. So obviously um, it's, it's easy to get to for international folks. Um, and I wanted to pull up Jeanette here too. She's so excited to join in person for her first time. I I had I could I got to meet Jeanette at ABA earlier this year. Um, and it was so funny because I was like, I wait, I've talked to you so many times. This is the first time I'm meeting you. Um, so it'll be so much fun to meet you know the folks over the past few years who have came to our community and been involved digitally and virtually who you know we can finally see in person. So. It'll be fun. Wonderful. So I want to go back a little bit too to the first timers again, you know, especially for those first time attendees who have never been to the conference or at least in person, um, because this year is a little unique. We may have had folks like Jeanette and other folks who have attended digitally, but maybe not in person. What are some tips or advice or what would you want them to know, you know, ahead of time?
1: Uh, you know, um, that that initial you walk in that hotel and that registration and it looks like total chaos. Just take a deep breath. And the rock stars are behind that desk. They know how to handle it. They've got it down uh, and and be open to saying hello to people, walking up to someone, uh, whether they're a first timer or they look like they're a veteran. I like that better than old timers. I'm going to use that one now. Um, <laughs> um, you know, just just. Be open to it because everybody that there is, is wants to welcome you and wants to bring you into the community. Um, can't stress that enough. Just be open to it. It's a little overwhelming that first day in those first few hours, but um, just be open to meeting new people. Don't go hide. Don't don't hide in those rooms. Come out and hang with us. And it, and honestly, if you're feeling overwhelmed or if they are feeling overwhelmed, come back to the first time this table. If I'm sitting there, come hang out with me, uh, you know
0: hmm Yeah. And I I do want to remind everyone. So our volunteers this year will be wearing green shirts or like a lime. They're, they're well, they are close to the green of our names. If you're watching us, you can see it. Um so if you ever are feeling, you know, any emotions that you want to talk about and share, whether it's, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed or you're overwhelmed with joy and want to talk about it, um, grab one of the volunteers and this green shirts. But yeah, can and Megan, maybe you can talk to a little bit about you know, setting some like self care boundaries. I don't know if that's the best way to phrase it, but um, how to take care of yourself while you're at the conference. Yeah. Um, I think exactly what Gina
2: said. Like, if you're feeling overwhelmed, um, we can chat about a couple spaces that I think would be really awesome if um, people need to take a break. Um, I think one of the first things is looking at the schedule. Um, take a dive into the schedule. We have it online; you can you can look at it now and kind of get an idea of maybe some of the sessions that you want to go to. Um, we've built in breaks um, in the schedule this year. We've built in. Um, we'll talk about meals here in a second. Um, but really capture those times when it says break. You know, take a break. break. Um, yeah, get, make sure you get yourself some water. Um, you know, sit down for a little bit. Um, just you know, if you need to kind of go and decompress. One of the great things about the Gaylord National Harbor is there's so many like little pockets of space that you can go and just like take a couple minutes. But um, in terms of setting boundaries and goals, I think um, it's really paying attention to your body and having some thoughts and ideas before you get on the ground of what your go to strategies are going to be. So for myself, I know that. you know, from a self-care standpoint, I need to like just take a couple minutes and just like be by myself and just breathe. Or, um, you know, sometimes it might just be going for a walk. If I can get outside for a couple minutes and walk around, I'm usually that's a good reset for me. So I think about that ahead of time, and I know it's a strategy in the moment that I can rely on because I've already got it in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I kind of take a pulse on myself and just say, okay, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. It's time to do this break now. Or maybe, you know, maybe you have your heart set on doing every single thing on the schedule that day. And at the time, you're like, maybe this is too much Mm -hmm. for today. Um, And so it's really just listening to your body and honoring that, um, honoring what your body's telling you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that we're doing a little bit different this year, too, is so on Thursday night, our support groups are in like the late afternoon, early evening. But then our support groups on Friday are actually in the morning, which I, I love because, you know, maybe you're feeling a little overwhelmed on Thursday, you hop into a support group, and then, you know, you can really reset yourself on Friday morning, get that support Mm -hmm. again and set yourself up for for the day. So I like that we're having them at two different times, you know, Mm -hmm. for people Mm -hmm. um, to get that support that they need. Yeah. Mm And, and Gina, do you have, you know, maybe any other, you know, maybe if they are feeling overwhelmed or, and maybe someone's a little more shy and doesn't want to just come up to the first timer's table and sit there with you, um, what maybe advice or tips would you want them to know?
1: Um, you know, that it's, it's okay to, um, just take that moment and, um, or just take it all in I even I mean I've seen people attend that they don't they don't talk to anybody they're just literally absorbing everything that's happening around them and then mm-hmm. like that last day they start to come around and sometimes that's okay um, it depending on especially if someone is an, uh, a veteran bird survivor but this is their first time coming into this community they've had years of thinking they were alone so it that's it's super overwhelming mm-hmm. um, the younger community has been very, I feel like very fortunate. Um, I feel like a lot more hospitals and everybody's very vocal about the Phoenix society, but those veterans are like, Oh, wow. Um, so it's okay. If you don't really want to participate in a whole bunch, but be present, you know, don't, don't miss something. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to say anything, if you don't want to tell your story, it's all okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, that first year is, that first time is, is it's intense. It's definitely intense, um, but you'll get so much out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you leave the, the days that it's coming to the end. You're like, oh my God, have they scheduled the next one yet? Do <laughs> I sign up now? Uh, you know? Um, yeah. So I just really encourage everybody, just really be present. Um, I, you know, everybody's so absorbed in their phones and, and, and checking out social media, Put, the, put it down, pay attention to what's happening around us. Cause it's, it's an amazing place and an amazing opportunity. If you're fortunate enough to be there, take advantage of it.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And yeah, I, I, that's a great point that you mentioned too about, you know, you can go to open mic and you don't have to talk. There's no, it's not like everyone talks at open mm-hmm. mic. Um, you can go and just listen. You can go to a support group and not share, just absorb in what others are saying and their stories, you know, we talk all the time about, you know, sharing your truth and finding healing through other stories. And, you know, maybe you're not quite ready to share your truth or share your story. And that's OK. We, you know, everyone does the conference a little differently. There's no one path that you have follow on the conference and must check off all these to do's. We just encourage you to participate however you feel comfortable. And Maybe that's just sitting in the room and listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know we're talking a lot about, you know, support for the survivors, which obviously there's going to be so many survivors at the conference. But what about, you know, the loved ones, the burn care providers, the fire service members? Um, What, you know, support can they get? Or um, I I just don't want them to be listening to this and feel like, oh, well, I'm here to support the survivors in my life and I'm feeling overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. So I guess, what would you want them to know, either Megan, Gina, or both of you, if, if you guys want to share?
1: Um, I love CNR our firefighters. Um, <laughs> you know, um, we're so grateful to them as a survivor. We're just so grateful. And whatever their role is, whatever they've done, uh, the fact that, you know, this this state is coming together and, and they're welcoming all of us to their town and their home, Um I I love seeing them and I love meeting them. So that's, that's they are so welcome. And, and if they have questions about what like my story is, um, ask me, you know, ask, let's talk about it. Um, I know it's hard though. Um, it's are, are the family members. My sister has attended with me a number of times. My husband comes and they're pretty overwhelmed too. And so it's really helped. Like my sister has talked to other family members that are caregivers. And they, you know, oh, yeah, she, you know, I went through this with her or that, you know. And it, it's very helpful um, for the, the caregivers to be there with other caregivers and to bounce ideas off of. Or, you know, I, I know early on in my care, I probably wasn't very nice. I was angry and, and I put my family through a lot. Um, but it, it, my sister was so grateful to meet other survivor, other caregivers when she came with me to say, all right, that was a, you know, it was, it was acceptable. It was, you know, she was going through something. Um, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's definitely important to make sure that our, the caregivers are recognized and the firefighters and EMS, everybody that's attending.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Megan, I don't know. I just want to quickly share too, you know, we do have some learning sessions specifically for, you know, burn care professionals and the fire service, you know, who, you know, are impacted by burn injuries, even if they're not the ones sustaining the burn injury and, you know, the trauma that goes along with their jobs and, you know, seeing trauma almost every day. Um, So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to that there. There are sessions and support groups that are specifically for, you know, those communities and those, you know, members. Um, So like you said, be sure to check out that full schedule. And, yeah. Um, look ahead.
2: Yeah. I was just going to
0: add, I was going to say the exact
2: same thing, Rachel, um, The burn, you know, burn injury impacts the whole family. Um, and so we have, we're, you know, the Phoenix Society will be offering programming with sessions that are specific for caregivers, sessions that are specific for the fire service or first responders, military included in that. Um, and there's learning sessions with particular topics related to that, but like you said, the support groups, um, there is. I also want to just say, from like an open mic standpoint, um, anybody's allowed to share. Anybody's welcome to share their story. It, it's not limited to um, to any. You know, it's not limited to one group of people. Anybody in the room can stand up and share their story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from a provider perspective, there's lots of sessions that have really good nuggets for you to take back. Um, so learning for yourself, but also to take back to your unit. Um, or your foundation or whoever, wherever you're coming from. Um, there's some really good stuff that's gonna be um, talked about. And um, it, I think it's just really gonna help people as they take that back to their community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some networking sessions with the providers. I think it's worth mentioning that um, we're putting together, it's not a must do, but it's like, if, you, you know, if you're in a caregiver role, here are some sessions that might be of interest to you. Or if you're in the fire service, here's some sessions that might be interest for you. Um, and I know we'll be sending those out or posting them online, um, which might be helpful as you're looking at your day, but Mm -hmm. everybody has a place and we want to make sure we honor everybody's, um, partner story. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And one other thing, you know, we haven't had a chance to mention yet, we will have, you know, a vendor fair with so many great exhibitors. Um, so that'll also be a really great opportunity, you know, for Brink, I mean, for everyone, but for burn care professionals to meet, you know, some of our, you know, tissue um, partners and, you know, medical devices and things like that, as well as, you know, the survivors, maybe you want to meet, um, I know we have some legal partners, which is really great coming great. this year, if they have any questions um, in that realm. And, you know, just so many different exhibitors from, you know, from survivors themselves coming to, you know, the medical provider side of things. So that'll be a really great opportunity to to network and um, just learn more about some of the products and offerings that our community has. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. So, well, I want to um, bring up a question we did get from Crystal from LinkedIn here. So um, she says she would love to attend Phoenix World Bank Congress, Congress, um, but she was curious if there are any resources available for survivors who can't afford to go. Um, at this point in her journey, it's just um due to the cost her and her family can't attend this year so Megan I don't I don't know if you want to speak a little bit more to that oh, we can absolutely Crystal
2: thanks for asking that question um, we know that the cost to attend World Burn Congress can be significant um, and we also have heard from um past attendees that there's some things that um, that they've done that have helped them generate some funding to be able to attend Um, one of those is reaching out to your local burn center or a local foundation, and we can help get you connected to those. So, um, Crystal, send us an email at info at phoenix-society.org. Um, let us know where you are so we can get you connected with those groups. But a lot of times foundations or hospitals have a scholarship program, or they may be able to help you with, um, you know, defraying some of the costs that you may experience to attend. Um, another. Kind of source of funding and support that we've seen people receive is through connecting with their local fire departments, yeah. or um, connecting with their local places of worship or their community centers. They've done, um, you know, small fundraisers to help help themselves or help send somebody else um, to World Burn Congress. I know. We have a group coming from Australia and they mentioned that's how they they raise the funds for their family to come every year is to have a, they have a fundraiser oh, um, and that helps them be able to come. So mm-hmm. we've got lots of ideas. Reach out to us. Let us know where you are. We can pass along some of those mm-hmm. ideas. Um, you know, I've seen people do GoFundMe pages and crowdsourcing. There's um, a ton of ideas that are out there and we're happy to help get you get you those ideas to help me get you started. Um, we did develop a planning guide. I know Rachel just put that up at the bottom of the screen um, and she'll put it in the show notes for anybody that's listening to to the podcast. But um, we did a planning guide because it's hard to ask when you don't know what to ask, how much to ask yeah. for, what to ask for. So the planning guide is really helpful. Um, it'll help you create a budget. Um, it'll help. It gives you information on how to talk about World Burn Congress and why it's important for you to attend. So as you're speaking to potential supporters, you have some some language to pull from and, and some words to kind of get you started um, and get you started on telling them why it's so important for you to be there. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really helpful, um, Rachel. What else? I mean, you, you've helped me with a lot of these. And am I forgetting something?
0: No, I I mean I think the main two spots I would start would be the burn center, your mm-hmm. local burn center, or wherever you were treated, possibly. Um, I know that's not always local for some folks. Um, And then your fire department, um, you know, just asking them, you know, I know we're getting close to the conference this year, but, you know, this is definitely something to start thinking about even for the next conference that we have of, you know, it's never start, it's never too early to start planning um, and preparing. Um, I know some other folks have also done like GoFundMes to help with, um, you know, some of those transportation costs, um, like flights or travel or however you're getting to the conference. So um, yeah, that guide is really, really helpful. Um, And maybe you're already registered for someone else who could be listening and you're trying to, you know, see how you can make it more affordable. That guide does have some tips and tricks in there. Um, You know, if you've been to the conference before and you know some of your friends are going, maybe you guys can catch an Uber together to save some money there or, you know, um, bring some snacks. And I know we're going to talk more about the meals, but there are ways that, um, you can make it a little bit more affordable. Um, you just have to plan ahead a little bit.
1: see a lot of them room share. Um, you know, if, if you're friends with someone and you're, you know, it, room sharing is a great thing too. Um, you know, especially if you've met people, even if you, you know, you don't live in the same state, but you've met over the years or, um, or meeting them for the first time, you know, there's sometimes there's, there's people saying, Hey, looking for a roommate. Yeah. um so it's another easy thing
0: yes um and we do have a facebook group down below too um so i know some folks are already in, involved in that group but if you're not you can request to join that's another great place maybe post um you know a message like hey i'm going to the conference i have a room anyone want to share or just some coordination too, um whatever or even if not even about sharing rooms or trips or whatever. Maybe you just want to know who else is going and make <laughs> some friends ahead of time. Um, you can post um, your message in there. So um, Crystal said she's going to uh, send us an email. So we look forward to helping you, Crystal, um, get get some of those resources. And um, we also got a comment from Andre here. He is very excited to attend um, his first World Burn Congress. Um, we look forward to learning and connecting with other amazing survivors. So Andre, we are so excited um, to have you and Charlie at the event. Um, can't wait to meet you in person. You're you're another person I've talked to a bunch um, digitally <laughs> and virtually, and now I'll finally get to meet you in, in person. That's awesome. <laughs> So we just kind of were talking a little bit about the meals. So I'm going to maybe transition a little bit into for all attendees, you know, Megan, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what meals will be offering or what they can expect. Um, and then let's dive into the packing and what to bring and what not yeah. to bring and things like that. So, Absolutely. Megan, if you want to start with the meals, we can we can go from yeah. there. Yeah,
2: um, before I start on that, Rachel, I just had a thought um, regarding fundraising or kind of seeking support to be able to attend. Um, I heard this recently, I think from Kristen Quinn, and I just really connected with it. I know it's really hard to go ask to go out and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that that's a hard thing. Um, hopefully, this packet will help give you um, the tools and the confidence to be able to do that. And Kristen said this to me about something else, and like I said, it's always stuck with me. If you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Mm-hmm. Um, so think about that as you're going through that. Give yourself mm-hmm. that boost of confidence because um, you can do it. Um, yeah. Now, one's meals. Sorry, I just thought about that. I was like six of you all the
0: time. That's, that's, that's yeah. a great advice because it is, it is tough to ask sometimes. But like you said, if you don't ask, the answer is no, and maybe you'll get a no anyway, but it's better to ask and find mm-hmm. out that way. Exactly. Sure. Exactly.
2: Um, food-wise, so we are excited to be able to offer um, a bunch of different meals this year. Um so we are going to have um, heavy appetizers at the kickoff event on Wednesday evening. Um, and then both Thursday and Friday, we're really excited to be able to offer breakfast and lunch both of those oh. days. Um, so we'll be with our com- you know, with your conference registration, those meals will be included. Um, you will be on your own for dinner both of those nights. And we gave everybody a really nice chunk of time um, to go grab some dinner. And one of the beautiful things about the National Harbor setting is there is so many options to pick from, both within inside the hotel itself, um, and then, right within like walking distance of a couple blocks, there's restaurants from, you know, Chipotle. There's a great diner that's there. There's some, you know, you know steak restaurants. There's a market there. Um, so really, anything that you might be interested in, um, there's some really unique cuisine um, things too that I saw. Um, it's just a really eclectic mix for both um, however much you want to spend along with what you might be interested in eating. There's some great vegan places. So really, any any appetite that you have or any um, pre- you know food preferences you have, it's absolutely accom- accommodated there. Great. The other thing that's really cool and we've been working with National Harbor is they have it's called a Show Your Badge program. I, I think some people have experienced that in the past. But as part of being a registered attendee for the conference, um, that registration will give you um, a a link to download and you can show that at any of the restaurants and some of the shops um, and you get a discount on food. So the partners in the area have really stepped up and been able to support the community as well. Mm -hmm. Very nice, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we'll be sending out that show your badge as well as just some other, um, you know, helpful like travel and local Mm -hmm. tips and tricks um, that'll all go out in some of our pre-conference emails to those registered attendees. Um, so as I mentioned at the beginning, online registration is open until the 25th. Um, so we'll really start pushing out some of those emails after that registration closes. That way everyone has all the information in the same spot. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, DC and national Harbor, I've been there before and the food is great. I love all the food offerings that they have. You really can't go wrong. Um, Plus, I'm, I'm looking forward to having some, you know, free time with the community and going out to dinner and yeah. getting a drink or yeah. something with some of my friends there. So mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to that that free time. And then we come back to the talent show and dance party. So um, that'll be really fun both those mm-hmm. nights. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, heard, I just heard
2: you say something. Yeah about dc and I, I you know i i when you guys reach out i answer your emails a lot of times um and i have heard about people uh, maybe booking their sites at um the inner harbor which is in baltimore mm-hmm. and the, our conference is at the national harbor which is right outside of dc so if for some reason you have a question you want to make sure that you're going to the right spot please reach out mm-hmm. to us and confirm that for you i know i grew up in maryland so i like oh gosh yes this can get confusing if you're right. not in the area but yeah Inner yeah, Harbor is Baltimore National Harbor is by D.C. Oh, yeah. um, so If you have any questions or you're worried or concerned shoot us an email at that info email address mm-hmm. and we can make sure you're in the right spot. Right and I
1: was told that the best airport to fly into was Washington is that or yeah okay.
2: Um so there it's um Washington National or the airport code is DCA um, D is in dog C is in cat A is an apple. Um, and the otherwise known as uh, Reagan Airport, but oh, that's okay. the closest yes. one. Um, Dulles, airport or, Dulles Airport and BWI are close, but not as close as, as Reagan is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, DCA is the closest, um, you know, major airport. So, um, I mean, you can get to the conference mm-hmm. for many of those three. Um, mm-hmm. DC will just be the shortest trip over yes. to the convention center. Yeah.
2: there's a great Boston train station too that's right there um Good. and then from the train station to the hotel is you know it's a it's an Uber ride or a cab ride it's not it's not too far Good. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. well in terms of packing and getting when you're at home and gearing up for the event what are you know some things Gina that you definitely want to bring or you definitely don't want to bring or what something that maybe you've forgotten in the past that you wish you would have had at the conference with you
1: Comfortable shoes.
0: <laughs> um,
1: it's big, you know. It's big, and and yeah, you don't want to have on those fancy, fancy shoes, and you're like, oh my god, because I've seen people walking around barefoot because bad choice of <laughs> shoes. Um, yeah, uh, that's you know, just be comfortable. And if and like the talent show, or if we're gonna have the dance party, and if you want to get totally dressed up, go for it. It's very, be- it's so much fun then you see the other ones in jeans and t-shirts and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Um, Just be comfortable. Uh, You know, I wear a wig. If if I don't want to, I don't have to. I'll wear a cool cap. You know, whatever makes you comfortable, however you are comfortable, go that way. You want to get fancy. You want to be down to earth, whatever it is you want. It's all welcomed. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just, yeah. And um, take care of yourself, Uh, you know, just take care of yourself. And if there's, you know, certain teas or something you like, pack it. You know, if there's a snack you like, pack it just in case.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Megan, any, any other tips? Yeah, I can
2: absolutely give um, some tips. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really long winded, but um, so first of all, D.C. weather in early October mm-hmm. can be a roll of the dice. So <laughs> I mean, it could be hot and humid. It can be cool and stormy. We're just I've been I, guaranteed it's going to be beautiful, but in case the people that have guaranteed that <laughs> are wrong, check the weather forecast. Um, so make sure you put in their Washington D.C. weather. Check it a couple of days ahead of time. See what see what it's going to be looking like. Um, the majority of the conference, of course, is inside, but there's definitely opportunities to get outside. The setting of this of this location is just beautiful. It's right on the waterfront, um, and it's just gorgeous to walk around. So. I think the name of the game is going to be layers. Um, mm-hmm. So it may be a warmer outside when you're walking, um, or it may be warm in your hotel room. But then the conference center itself usually they tend to run a little bit cooler. Yeah. Um, so you want to think about layers. You know, having you know a, a light um, sweater or something like that with you um, As always mm-hmm. to Gina's point. Um, comfortable shoes are a must. Um, the a couple of things that I just encourage everybody to think about, especially if um, if you're if you don't travel very frequently one thing is your medications if you take medicine and on a regular basis please bring those medications with you um you don't have to you know just have those medications with you or even have a list of what Maybe also having a list of what you take in case there's any type of health um health situation but bring your medicines <laughs> and- I,
1: the, the sleep apnea thing was a, a situation a few years ago Okay. Um, like someone who had it, forgot their apparatus at home. And I don't know, I went on Amazon and somehow got something delivered to the hotel for this very nice person. It
2: worked out. But um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. when people are packing, you're right, they don't think of those little things. Yeah, so bring mm-hmm. if you, bring your medication. Yeah. If you use a CPAP, bring your CPAP. cap. Mm-hmm. If you use um, any type of prosthetics or orthotics at home, please don't forget them, um, bring them with you. If you use a wheelchair for the you know for the majority of your day at home, um, you know please plan to make sure you bring that. We won't have wheelchairs kind of readily available for everybody, but we do have the contacts of places if you need to rent one. So if you use a power wheelchair at home um, for longer distance walking, I can um, send you the contact information for a local company that will drop one off. You can rent it for a few days and then they come and pick it back up. Um, so things like that are important. Um, To Gina's point, be comfortable. Anything, kind of anything anything goes. Um, Packing wise, I mean, there's shampoo and stuff like that Mm -hmm. at at the, you know, in the hotel room. Um, They've got a lovely market. And like I said, CVS. And uh, there's like a little grocery store. So if you forget something, we'll be able to help you find it or they'll be able to help you find it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the things that you need from home, medications, prosthetics, sleep devices, um, things like that that you use that wouldn't be very easy to get Mm -hmm. in another spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I um, also recommend, you know, we will have bags at the registration that we'll be handing out to attendees, but, you know, throwing a backpack or bringing a backpack doesn't hurt Um, that way. If you have papers or handouts from sessions or whatever it may be, and you want to just throw it in there that way, you know, bring a water bottle or get, Mm -hmm. be prepared to go get water. If you need Mm -hmm. it, Um, we will have water available, but you know, I'm someone who always has to have a water bottle, like with me and ready to go. Um, so just, you know, whatever you use every single day, don't forget it. It's funny because, you know, we always, you know, all of us have gone on trips and things. It's like, well, how many times have you forgotten your toothbrush? You use it multiple times a day, yet you forget it at home. A
2: couple weeks <laughs> ago, I went and
0: did a site visit and I did that exact thing. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me, I forgot his
2: toothbrush. But yeah. the little shop was open downstairs, I went and got a new one. Yes. <laughs> (laughs)
0: yeah so i mean yeah and if you ever have questions on what to pack or what to bring just we're always here reach out to us um you know we will have attendee t-shirts that you can wear too but i'm sure you'll you'll want more than just one t-shirt throughout the week or maybe you'll be washing it in your hotel room but um so that'll be there um but yeah um whatever you want to wear wear it if you you know, maybe you have a hidden burn, and you're ready to show it off to the world. Show it off at the conference. This is like Definitely the perfect place to, um, you know, feel comfortable in however you want to feel comfortable. I'm going to throw out one more thing
1: um, because I've seen it happen before, or I've heard people talk about it. I know at my home, I have a specific pillow that I sleep with, and and I, because of my neck injuries from the fire, um, if I don't have that pillow, I end up with headaches. So it's one of those things kind of, if, if you have that favorite little pillow or uh, take it. Um, mm-hmm. I traveled in June and I actually found a little travel pillow that was the from the same company. And that went all over Europe with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a little thing that I was just thinking of. Um, mm-hmm. Some people just have their favorite thing, you know, their mm-hmm. pillow or whatever.
2: Yeah. Telephone um, charger is another one. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs>
0: I've done yes. that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have <Got> it <laughs> yeah I have a, an extra one that I keep in the backpack I always bring places uh, now so I don't so, even have to think about it okay. um, so yeah Good. well I know I know we are coming up here Good. on our time so um, before we close out I do is there any you know any anything related to Phoenix World War Congress you either want to share or want people to know or you know maybe they're on the fence about registering, and you want them to know whatever it is. Um, do you have anything else either of you, Gina? You can go first.
1: I encourage you to come. If you're on the fence, please come. Find a way. Um, yeah, you know, get in touch with Phoenix Society. Just the financial is, is a reason for holding you back. Let them help you get out into your community. Attending Phoenix Warburn Congress for me truly changed my life and my perception of being a burn survivor. And I can't say that enough. Um, it, it truly did change my life. And, and I'm grateful for that. I I tell people I love my life as a burn survivor, but that came from being with this community and accepting who I am. And it's okay to be different. And, and I got all of that from the Phoenix Society. And so I really, if you're on the fence, please come find a way. <laughs>
0: Definitely.
2: I was just going to say, um, you know, be open to the different experiences and know that the community has your back. Um, mm-hmm. If you're feeling overwhelmed, we have an amazing emotional support team um, that's there. It's, you know, it's training professionals and they are there just to kind of decompress for a couple minutes. Um, we've got a wonderful volunteer group. We've got a great, what we call a show office, which is kind of like the behind the scenes mm-hmm. brains of the operation. So. We got your back. Um, if you're feeling un you know nervous or unsure, we've got you. We totally got you. So being Absolutely. open to the experience. Um and, and those that aren't e- that are not able to make it um this year know that we miss you. Um and we'll be getting doing our best to get you guys the content. Um we'll also look for other ways to engage uh with the community, you know, at, you know, outside of World Burn through our online um the Facebook group that's online. We've got peer support chat. We have our virtual support groups. Um, there's so many ways to get connected with one another. Um, that I just want to make sure that you know, if, if you're not able to make it, we still got we we've got you. Yeah. We've got you no matter how. Mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. You know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Linda shared here in the comments too. It's, it's definitely a life-changing experience. We are a wonderful family. I can't wait to see and meet you all. Um, and that's so true. It's definitely going to be a family reunion or introduction for the first timers, um, this year. So, um, we're really looking forward to it. Um, so if you aren't yet registered, be sure to register um, at www.phoenix-society.org register. Um, like I said, that's open. Until, online registration is open until the 25th. We will accept in-person registrations, but I really do encourage you to get on there early so you can get all that pre-conference you know, announcements and info and all that good stuff. So um, make sure you do that. Um, and for whether you're attending or you're not attending, be sure to follow us on Facebook. Um, And if you don't have Facebook, that's okay, you'll still get the important announcements. But you know, for quick updates, or maybe questions that you need, um, Facebook will be a really great spot that we will be pushing out information as well as email. But um, just make sure you're following us on Facebook if you aren't already. So Um, I do want to ask you guys both a final question before we head out, but I do just want to thank, you know, all of our listeners and folks who submitted questions. If you are listening to this later and you couldn't catch us live, that's no problem. Either drop your questions still in the comments and we'll get back to you or send us an email. Um, We want to make sure that everyone has the best experience at the event that they can possibly have. So um, we're here to help you make the event great. So, Um, Without further ado, it is time for our final question. Um, So today that's our Phoenix partner question, which is sponsored by the DC Firefighters Burn Foundation and MedStar Health. Um, So their question is, what is something you're both grateful for today? It doesn't have to be world burn congress related or burn survivor related it can be anything so megan i'll, I'll put you on the spot first Thank to tell us something you're grateful for gosh, that
2: is a really tough one because there's so much um it's such a cliche answer um i'm grateful that the world has that we've gotten to a point where we can get back together in person again yes. whether that's through world burn congress whether that's through um you know your community events um i just grateful that we have that opportunity to be able to do that
0: definitely yep Gina, what about you?
1: You know, I'm grateful to my family for putting up with me and um, allowing me to be there and, and to be a part of something that truly changed my life and theirs. And they don't question why I need to do it. Why do I have to go? They're more than welcome to come. Um, but I, I really am grateful to them for giving um, me the space to, to be this person that I am with the Phoenix Society and, and in
2: general an
0: awesome family yeah. i agree with <laughs> that. Thank well thank you so much Gina and megan for joining me today for a live podcast um you know today was great i love just talking about world burn congress it's getting me even more and more excited um i know megan and i still have a lot to do behind the <laughs> scenes to get there but um we'll get there it's going to be yeah. such a great event um and i'm so excited to see you both in person Same. again Same. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you guys. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of girls with Crafts. If you are enjoying this content, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.